Don't mind your business. Mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. Hi, my name is Ayoka and welcome to or back to this episode of my podcast. I hope you've all been having a relaxing and fun winter break. It's so weird how last year, Texas, we literally had snow for the first time ever in several years. And now this time during and around Christmas, it was literally 70 degrees. I don't remember the exact temperature, but it's pretty warm. This weather is ridiculous. I was also supposed to be getting my, I believe it's called a learner's permit over the break. But um, now I have to wait until one of my parents has time on their schedule that matches up with the DPS's time because apparently they're not open on weekends. And yeah, at first I didn't really care about getting my license at all because I just thought, oh, my parents aren't going to let me drive anywhere or go anywhere. There's no point. But then I realized there is actually a point. And it's probably unlikely that they wouldn't let me go anywhere. I was probably just exaggerating in my head or whatever. So yeah, then I rushed to go and finish my driver's ed course, but now I have to wait longer again. So far, I've made four desserts over the break. I posted a video of one of them on TikTok. I made pumpkin muffins, fudge, banana chocolate muffins, and then I also made vegan cream brulee. The muffins were yummy and so was the fudge except for the fact that I think I left it in the fridge for too long because when I went and checked on it there was like fuzzy stuff on the strawberry. I think it's just the strawberry that got like expired or something. Maybe next time I won't add fruit. And the cream brulee that was really good and way easier to make than the regular cream brulee because with regular cream brulee you have to whip the eggs and put it in ramekins in the oven while it's in water. For like two hours. I remember I made creme brulee um, like twice before. And this only took like 20 minutes. So I think I'm going to be making it from now on. Although the consistency on the second day wasn't as good. And I'm probably going to add less sugar next time. I also wrote my resume. Yeah. So now I feel professional or at least somewhat prepared for the professional world. Or wherever people use resumes at. Anyway, a while back on TikTok, there was a BBL trend. It was a funny little thing where people would go around showing the BBL effect and all of that. And there was also a video that showed a bunch of women on a plane all coming back from getting a BBL. And I was like, whoa, dang, who knew BBLs were actually that popular? And I think this points towards a deeper theme within society about how women's bodies basically go in and out of trend like clothing. And industries are profiting off of that. They're profiting off of women's insecurities. In fact, I looked it up and 92% of people getting these procedures are women. I think it's actually a bit concerning how many people have been getting and feeling a need to get cosmetic surgery. So I wanted to dive deeper into the cosmetic surgery industry, including how it impacts women and why it's gotten so popular. If you want to hear more about that, then be sure to listen on. But first, remember to follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, or whatever other socials there are. And tag me on your Instagram story while you're listening, too, if you want to. Anyways, let's get into this episode. To start, I wanted to define what specific type of plastic surgery that I'm going to be talking about. 
Because plastic surgery is a broad term, it's used to describe a type of surgery for altering, restoring, adding, or doing anything similar of the type to the human body. There's two main types of plastic surgery, reconstructive and cosmetic. Reconstructive is a surgery done to help restore or improve the function of tissue. This can be something such as surgery for someone that has suffered a severe burn, breast reconstruction for a breast cancer survivor, or gender confirmation surgery for a trans individual. The other main type, cosmetic, is mainly for enhancing one's appearance. There's a lot of different types of cosmetic surgery, such as brow lifts, rhinoplasty, aka a nose job, Botox, or like I previously mentioned, BBLs. By the way, if you don't know already know, BBL stands for Brazilian butt lift. I know I was confused on that. In this episode, I'm going to specifically be referring to cosmetic surgery. Nothing more than that. I just wanted to clarify that at the beginning so that nobody thinks I'm just going off on in this episode about something like a little baby getting cleft lip surgery. Nope. Stuff like that is completely excluded from this. I first wanted to know what the most sought after forms of cosmetic surgery are. I was able to find that the top five cosmetic surgery procedures are breast augmentation, liposuction, rhinoplasty, aka nose reshaping, aka nose job, eyelid surgery, tummy tuck, and facelift. And of course, none of these are medically necessary. Yet for some reason, people are still getting them. For some reason, people, primarily women, are paying God knows how much money for an operation to get fat from their stomach removed and put into their butt in a procedure that has huge health risks that you can literally die from because the fat enters your bloodstream. If you don't see something wrong with the fact that people are spending thousands of dollars willing to die for beauty, then I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, let me go back to the top five types of cosmetic surgery. If we look at some of these and who they are targeting or what would be the purpose of getting them, you see a clear pattern. Breast augmentation, a surgery where they make your boobs bigger, is something that caters to the male gaze, obviously. The nose job usually takes an ethnic or a nose that has a bump or that's too flat, too wide, too hooked, and makes it into a nice little sloped nose so that you can have the best side profile and everyone can compliment you on what a cute natural nose you have. Eyelid surgery, which I guess is for people with droopy eyes or eye bags because apparently eye bags having eye bags is such a terrible thing. Also, there's double eyelid surgery for taking away monolids. And I'm not sure, I don't think that's the type of eyelid surgery it was talking about. It may have been, I'm not sure. But I don't even know anymore. But most of these cosmetic surgeries are focused on Eurocentric beauty standards and preventing the appearance of aging. Also, speaking of beauty standards, I do have an episode I did on beauty standards and glow up culture, I believe. I'll put that in the description if you'd like to listen to it. So you'd think that with this whole body acceptance, hashtag love yourself positivity movement that's becoming greater known, that people would be taking that and accepting their body the way it is. But it actually turns out that cosmetic surgery has still been increasing in popularity. Some people say that social media and seeing celebrities get procedures done has led to it being less stigmatized and the rise in popularity of cosmetic surgery. And yeah, that is a factor, but it's a combination of this and several others, such as the fact that it's become more widely available and some procedures are slightly less expensive. It's no longer only the riches of the rich that can afford to get their dream procedures and their dream body or dream face. 
However, it is still very expensive. And I know social media is like a recurring topic in each of my episodes. Instagram this, TikTok that, Snapchat this, Facebook that. You're probably like, shut up. But it's because I feel like that and also technology does influence and shape so much about this generation and the world. Like technological advances have made it so that there can be more types and less invasive or more accurate types of cosmetic surgery procedures. And I'll see these plastic surgeons on TikTok and they'll show the client going to fix something that doesn't even need to be fixed in the first place. But here comes the doctor ready to make them into the quote unquote best version of themselves. And I think it's so sad because imagine young girls or teens on TikTok seeing that and seeing how happy the client is after the surgery and then thinking to themselves that maybe they'll be more happy if they get this or that part of their body fixed. I've read stories on why people got certain cosmetic surgery procedures, and I've noticed that a lot of them, they were, it was because they felt bullied or insecure. And I think that rather than going to surgeon's office as soon as they turn 18 so the doctor can point out what else should be improved or enhanced, they need to go to a therapist or something so they can unpack and deal with whatever emotional or mental trauma they may have. Now, I know that's not the only reason people may get surgery. There's a lot more complexity to it, but that is a main one, and that can't be ignored. On a side note, although I don't think anyone is entitled to knowing, like, what work someone got done or what surgery someone has had, I do think it's a bit sinister for influencers to lie and say it's all natural if they have gotten cosmetic procedures done. It's like, hmm, why would you lie to that many people? It's kind of unnecessary. Just like neither confirm nor deny, in my opinion. Another wonderfully funny thing about the cosmetic surgery industry is the fact that women who get work done love to say, I did it for myself, so it's empowering. Making your own choice is the most empowering and feminist thing you can do. And I, quite frankly, disagree with that idea very much. I really don't think changing yourself in such a drastic and potentially harmful way, many times in order to fit the male gaze, is a very feminist thing at all. And I wish people would stop throwing the word empowering around just to make themselves feel better about their own choices. And I definitely don't think that if someone gets work done, then that makes them a bad feminist or a bad woman or anything like that. I just think that choice feminism fails to think critically about this sort of stuff. And it has people thinking that any choice a woman makes is inherently empowering and inherently feminist. And in fact, it isn't. And no, I am not trying to shame people for getting cosmetic surgery. But what I and many others want is for people to think critically for like one moment and look at how the cosmetic surgery industry specifically preys on and targets teen girls and women's insecurities, having them risk their lives and pay to fix features that never needed fixing in the first place. I just wish people would think about why do certain beauty standards exist and who must conform to them and who they are benefiting. Literally 85% of cosmetic surgeons are male, yet most of the patients are women. And yes, there are men who get cosmetic surgery done as well, but this is not what I focused on in this episode. Anyway, yeah. So I think that the cosmetic surgery industry is not something that's any one individual's fault. And 
I'm not mad at anybody for getting their procedures done. Get what you want done. Get whatever cosmetic surgery you want. Do that. I, I think that um, the patriarchy has made the personal political and has become present in so many aspects of our lives, making women feel as though they're not enough the way they are and that beauty is where we should find our worth. There's so many things that women have done in the name of beauty throughout history that maybe may have been hurting them, but I don't blame them because we're all just trying to do what we feel is best for us. And to be honest, if I was offered the chance to get cosmetic surgery right now, I can't be 100% sure that I would say no. Even though I know we're never going to completely reach these standards, the societal pressure to do so is like still there. And I think in the end, all of us women do fall victim to the male gaze and the patriarchy in some way or most at least. I hope this episode provided a bit of insight into my thoughts surrounding the cosmetic surgery industry. If you enjoyed what I had to say, then leave a positive review or rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, I believe that Spotify now has a rating feature as well, so you can use that if you listen on Spotify. I'll also probably leave a question or poll using the Spotify feature, and if you're listening on YouTube, you can just comment or whatever, comment something like, I don't know, (laughs) just comment something related to the episode or even anything random. If you'd like to keep up with me and see more content outside of my podcast, you can follow me on Pinterest, Instagram, or YouTube. My Instagram is at mindelixir.podcast. Yeah, thank you for listening and have a great rest of the day. Bye.